You are listening to the Icehouse Podcast, hosting conversations with gritty Kiwi business owners and leaders and industry-leading minds. Kia ora everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Ice House podcast. My name is Briar. I love having these conversations with our alumni and today is no different. We are talking to Tracy Karam. She is the production manager at Safety Genius and she's done our leadership development program number 46 and I actually met her at an alumni event a couple of weeks ago in Hamilton and thought her energy and experience would be make for a great guest on the podcast. So thanks so much Tracy for jumping on. No problem. Awesome. First question. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What What are you passionate about? Um. Well, I'm a 40 year old mum, a married lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in the small town of Tiamaru, um, which I absolutely love. And um, I guess, what am I passionate about? I, I've kind of been on a house journey, I guess, the last year with the being uh, turning 40 looming I decided to embark on the the get yourself together kind of thing before I got to 40 and um, so I found a, a, a new love and passion with the gym um, especially with uh, weightlifting sides of things wow. um, yeah so um, that's really kind of consumed me the last year and a half or two years um, just it's it's brought me into a whole new world of people mm. um positive people and I just I've, I've yeah moved into this little village of support and stuff and I've just just really thoroughly enjoyed the last couple of years of my life um finding out about something I've never embarked on in, in, in my existence so that's kind of where my heart lies at the moment is um getting in and supporting people um around that sort of stuff people that are new to it people that um mm you know we're, we're sort of where I was a year or so ago um yes cool. that's my loving and encouraging people on, a, on a, at the start of their health fitness journeys or whatever it might be so yeah that's uh, oh, I love hearing that yeah that's yeah. such a sense of community right those gyms and um fitness and sports sort of places definitely um build great communities around them so I love to hear that that's great yes can you walk us through what does a day in the life of Tracy look like? Um, well, obviously, uh, it's a, a five a.m. start for me at the gym in the morning. Um, not because I like getting out of bed early, but because I, it has the less impact on my family. Mm. Um, up and doing it while it's still sort of dark. Um, so I start my day there and get the endorphins flowing. Um, back home, get the teenage son up, ready for school, off to the bus. Um. And then as soon as I drop them off, the, I'm, I'm heading into work um, to, to start my day, to set my day up, to set my staff up, to just to really assess what my day ahead is going to look like. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where I start. And I just like to kind of, you know, spread everything out, take a, sort of everything in um, of what's, a, what's in our day ahead. And um, I kind of let the staff trickle in um, over at their different start times. And then we kind of, once we're all here, we get together and and, and discuss what's in front of us for the day. Awesome. Um, yeah, so my, my best journey is to, well, sort of help, I guess, is to make sure that everyone's got what they need, when they need it and where they need it. And that they, um, you know, that, that we're all ready to help each other if someone's um, a bit under the pump 
or you know if there's something big going on um we just really open up that communication make sure we haven't dropped the ball anywhere or, or missed anything um any missed emails so we try and process something that sort of meeting every day just to make sure that we're all we all know what each other's doing just so that we're helping each other where we can yeah that's really cool to hear I would love for, for a bit of context for those listening, what does Safety Genius do? What do you guys offer as a business? And yeah, and then we'll we'll lead into your experience uh, working there. But let's start with that. All right. So Safety Genius, um, we are a manufacturing plant. We manufacture safety signage, um, which we supply to our resellers. So we're a B2B mostly. Um, so it's all the, you know, the regular sort of danger construction sites, all, all the sort of um, hazard warning type stuff you see out there pretty much everywhere these days. Um, but we were also, because we manufacture everything here, we have the sort of full sign writing capabilities. So I do um, vehicle sign writing for the likes of Fulton Hogan or um, some trucking companies and things like that um, and Waka Kotahi and things like that. So. Awesome. We've got all sign writing capabilities, but our, our core business is the safety signage um, sort of scope. And, and not just signage, there is other related products like the electrical um, lockout sort of stuff or barrier gates that stop people walking into, into workshops and things when they shouldn't be. So, yeah. Mm. It, we used to be called custom signage solutions once upon a time and people didn't really understand um, mm. that our core was safety and so we had a rebrand or oh, I want to say about five or six years ago just to try and um, give ourselves a brand identity um, so that when you see our products in a shop like Mata 10 or Placemakers or yeah. um, Mere Safety or things like that, that, that we become something that's identifiable um, going forward I guess. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. It's very cool. I wanted to get into your experience working there because from you've been there 16 plus years is that correct uh see it's it's up there um <laughs> I, I uh I guess I'm one of those people that um kind of left school not really ready to jump into a study because I still didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up mm. um so I uh started in a company um drilling holes in the corner of plastic signs and putting them in plastic bags and things like that um and lost 10 years very quickly there <laughs> wow. and yeah um and uh, yeah the, the the business I was in well, didn't sort of had signs that things weren't going very well um and sort of after about a year or so my uh, brother Darwin had um decided he'd done his time in UK and that it was he was coming back to New Zealand and obviously had a, a bit of savings in his pocket and decided that um, his financial backing and my sort of experience and knowledge um, needed to come together, um, which, you know, then started out in the parents' garage in, the, in a cupboard-sized room, mm-hmm. uh, which we kind of did tiny, tiny little thumb-sized stickers for years, you know, just turning over sort of, seven or eight thousand dollars a year just wow. you know, as an after work hobby type thing um and that's when your darwin decided you know shall we do it Let, you know let's do it why not wow. let's let it go so yeah it was in um 
So 2010, we moved from the uh, the cupboard space in the parents' garage and moved into a house. So we had a, a house lounge dining table as a workbench and we had a garage um, where we had some sort of finishing products, uh, machinery. We moved, yeah, and we sort of, we stayed there for quite a few years um, until we sort of decided we'd kind of moved ourselves into some um, supplying some bigger named companies and it was just a little bit awkward when the reps would turn up and have to come and sort of a kitchen table, which was also a workshop and a kitchen that kind of looked like <laughs> a regular house. So yeah, five, five or six years after that journey, we, we, we went into a, a little workshop and in a more sort of commercial area. Um, and we sort of realised that we'd only gone just a little bit bigger than um, what we needed and it, we hadn't actually planned for the future growth that we were taking on. Um, so we found ourselves in a, in a space that just wasn't big enough um, for long enough. Mm, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then uh, an old school friend popped popped in one day, and um, they were underway with constructing some new workshops, um, buildings out by the Hamilton Airport, um, uh, back when it was all still farmland, and kind of uh, talked us into custom, um, you know, customizing a building to exactly what we needed, and we, you know, sort of thought, oh, this is cool, and all of a sudden, you know, one day turned up with the with the plans and the drawing and sort of said sign here and we thought, oh, right, okay, we're moving. So, yeah, so we, uh, yep, again, we were at the, the in-between building again for a couple of years before we moved out to the airport area, um, which, yeah, I said that we were sort of surrounded by farm when we started here, but now we're um, surrounded by, I think, trade depots across the road with 300 staff. We've got Torpedo 7 at the end of our road, which is about 90 staff. Um, yeah, and there's just buildings going up around us everywhere. So, um, the, yeah, we've been part of this sort of area for about six years and, and gone from isolated to surrounded um, by other businesses that are, that are growing and doing, doing well as well. So, yeah, yeah. here we are. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, I love that. That's so great to hear. And I didn't realize actually that it was a um, brother and sister duo. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those, um, yeah, I guess family stories where we sort of just started in the in the parents' garage. And I mean, Darwin is um, an accountant or a recovering accountant, as he likes to call himself. <laughs> he, um, you know, did that stuff over in the UK and came back here and. Um, you know, obviously, while it, it pays the bills comfortably, so they, there was no joy in it for him. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, the idea of a family empire and you know your kids taking over one day kind of had its appeal. Mm. Um, and like, well, I'm my my sort of qualities or strengths. I like I like doing this stuff. My I love still being hands on. Um, so I'm quite often still got my head in the business, working in the business rather than on the business. Whereas Darwin yeah. is quite. Um, good at being about what's next, what it, and and you know that sort of business development side of um, things. You know what can we do to make this take care of our families, you know, including our mum. We've, we've got our yeah. mum as well um, that we want. You know when she's ready to retire, that we can shuffle her in the workshop and having a I don't know sewing flags or, or pushing a broom around or something just to keep her um, entertained when she's ready to to give up her day job. Wow. Yeah. What a cool team. And like you said, a family empire, you know, building something for a family uh, legacy, essentially, and the generations to come. So yeah, I absolutely love hearing that. 
what advice would you give then to your your younger self uh, when starting your career or maybe embarking on this sort of family business journey? Um, I guess when you're much younger, there's a lot of fear um, around trying to go too far, too fast, you know, sort of sticking, you sort of like to stick with what you know and stay in your lane and, and do things well, I think. And you you kind of, my I guess my biggest fear was always getting too big that I couldn't handle it, um, couldn't couldn't manage, you know, pleasing all these people and, and um, think, you know, when things go wrong, I, it just kind of really got me scared. So I guess it's sort of... Um, I guess I had embraced taking more business running knowledge at a younger age um, instead of writing it off as that boring stuff. Um, I'd be a lot more comfortable with understanding um, how, why, and when things get done, um, cash flows and things like that. Um, yeah, it's something that I just sort of went, you know, that's not my, that's not my area, um, but it really did uh, prevent me from understanding how and why we can do things, you know, when we've got money to 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 invest in, in products or or machinery and equipment or people um and so on and so forth. So that was um probably my biggest learning at the leadership mm. course houses that I remember when we started talking accountancy stuff and the accountant guy was doing the lingo, I was sort of my eyes were trying really hard not to roll. because um, I didn't understand really what the lingo was, but I think as it went on I, un- I understood more, um, you know, as I persevered with it and, 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 of course, being in teams or tables of people, you've got people that can interpret it into a language that you understand, um, uh, which, you know, sometimes when you hear these uh, acronyms and things, you're sort of thinking, oh, I, I should sound like I should know what those mean, but I, I didn't, so it's cool to have the people around you to explain them. Um, and the other bit of it, I guess, I always thought that was the boring stuff, um, that you know, I don't want to pass that sort of boring stuff on to my production staff because you know we're all we're all tools and hands people and product you know production people, um, and I kind of made the decision for them that it would be too boring for them to know, and that wasn't quite right. Um, they are interested in how we did for the day, and they are interested in in our turnover for the month, and they. They are, you know, they do feel that sense of accomplishment when we achieve budget or exceed budget or just even sometimes when you see the day figures at the end of the day, you kind of nod and smile at each other and you know that you've worked really hard to achieve. Mm. And, um, yeah, that's that's the sort of data I didn't think was very interesting for the majority of us, but, um, yeah, I was wrong. Mm. That's such an interesting insight, eh, is going, oh, I don't think people people would enjoy knowing this information, but then seeing what the fact that actually they really do and what that sort of like releases for them in terms of excitement around doing good for the business and seeing, um, you know, targets being hit and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, really cool insight that you've sort of uh, learned over the years. Um, mm. Any notable moments uh, from working in your time at Safety Genius? Um. Well, I guess there's always the cool bit from going, you know, going from from the parents' garage to your own space, from your own yeah, space to a big space, big, you know, and then to a much bigger place. Um, picking up customers that uh, I guess um, 
sort of don't necessarily just give you an opportunity straight away, but when they do give you a chance, they give you they they do sort of keep you under their scope for a little while. And after a few months, getting feedback from Rex saying, "We wish other suppliers were like you guys. You guys mm. make it so easy." Um, leading on to um, being a finalist in the Waikato Business Awards oh, last year, again, so that was kind of. Um, you know, it just makes you feel like a real, like a grown-up business, just not that, you know, the, the home garage type business anymore. And, um, yeah, it's it's led us into being finalists again this year, uh, but in the Waikato um, service category. So, oh. and that is something I'm, I, I mean, that to, that to me is an acknowledgement of, of what we've put our heart and soul into. We want, you know, we not fighting our way to the bottom. We don't Want to be the cheapest out there but we definitely want to have the best turnaround and the best service and the best relationships with our customers so to i guess that have that acknowledged by the um Waikato chamber of commerce mm. um is is kind of a reassurance um that we have made the right decisions and that we are sort of keeping our people and our supply i mean our suppliers uh, sorry our customers that they're our sales reps are the ones out there confidently selling our product over and over and over and over um in the reliability and all those sorts of things um you know the fact that keep coming back it's that's an, an accolade to the service that my team have um have worked towards to make sure that everyone gets what they want when they want and how they want it Mm, I love it. And congratulations on being finalist. That's very exciting um, and absolutely, yeah, well-deserved. I just love the story as well from the parents' garage, you know, the small sort of room um, to where you guys are now. It's such an amazing family business story. Along the journey for you, did it take you a while to work out your groove or your role or where your strengths lay within the business or was it something you knew from the start? Um, no, a hundred percent. It's taken me all this time. Um, I think, yeah, I, um, I'm a doer. I like doing things. I'm, I guess I've been called a, a problem solver or a people pleaser, <laughs> um, which is, is, has its strengths and its weaknesses. Um, quite often I'll just take on tasks to get them done myself, um, on time and it's made, I'm also a person I get, I struggle with having difficult conversations. I quite often just would run off and fix something myself rather than approach approach the cause and and discuss um, you know how we got there and why we got there. Um, I, it is still a weakness, um, but I guess as a, um, being a little bit more aware of where the business is going and how things are going, I'm finding it easier to communicate more thoroughly with with. The, with the team as a whole mm. um so I don't need to be sort of passive aggressive about anything um and I don't sort of have to sh I don't shy away too much I used to sort of start thinking about an interaction and thinking about oh you know what their response is going to be and I you know all of a sudden made up the whole conversation in my head and then I'd go and avoid it because I didn't want this mm -hmm. sort of awkward situation where I feel uncomfortable and then yeah, now, but I think what I've learned by having, you know, these sort of more structured um, and uh, interactions with the staff is that they appreciate having a chance to tell us back of something. They'd like to see a change in something as well or, or, mm. or um, acknowledge something that they really appreciate. Um, 
because from from what the feedback I've got from my staff is that they've, they've never really had that anywhere else before. Um, and I again another one of those things I kind of went, oh, you know, do they really, do, who really wants to do that? Um, but at the end of the day, they get to say their piece um, yeah. in person, and um, you know, nobody's getting threatened or or um, growled or anything. It's just always a, a platform where we can meet together and discuss expectations of each other and um, how we can um, nurture each other's expectations and keep growing forward and doing the right things so that we're not um, building up, I guess, frustrations and things in the background to the point where they hit, you know, boiling point and then that's when the sparks fly. So we try and, we try and do little tweaks along the way all the time rather than big um, explosive changes because um, something's just boiled up and boiled up and then... Yeah, gone yeah, over. For sure. It makes so much sense. It's really great. So true. And your staff are surprising you. I love that with what they're interested in, you know, and what they want to know in terms of behind the scenes of the business and, and what it takes to actually run it and things like that, which is a sign of a very uh, great team. So that's good to hear. Um, yeah. Would love to hear, how did you first hear of the Ice House? Um, so when... Um, Darwin decided that we'd been the business had been going a while. Um, when we were bobbing along, you know, nothing paying the bills, paying the staff, but it was sort of sort of profit or growth wise, we were just doing the same thing day in, day out, not not really um taking leaps and bounds as such. So um employed the services of um Tony Bigby from Leverage for Lifestyle. Mm. And um he kind of, you know, Draw, drew out of us what what our core beliefs were, what our you know sort of our visions were, what we wanted, you know where, where did we see ourselves in five years time, and and kind of got that all written down in front of us to use those as drivers to to take the steps that we needed to and make the changes that we needed to, um you know cut cut off all the fluff, stop messing around with little bits and pieces, stop dragging the chains with you that you know you're always the customers that you're always chasing for payments and stuff because you know out of fear you don't want to cut people off because you you know that's it's income or turnover but sometimes it, it just ends up costing you trying to hang on to those people um yeah so um once we kind of nutted out a few things and decided where and what we're going to do that's um, and Tony sort of turned his head to me and said right what do, what do you want to do how we you know and how do you want to go about it and I think that's when, when we started sort of searching. Your name was already in the mix and in the know there already. Um, and I think, yeah, once the communication started, it made it, it was all just really well set out. Here's a form, have a read through this, you know. Um, these are the things you need to have a look at. It just, it, it gave me a good um, introduction of knowing what I was going to get into before I had to commit to anything, which... Yeah. For me, when it was, you know, learning something new, you sort of, the fear jumps in. And so you almost kind of think, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Um, but, yeah, when I sort of, you know, don't worry about this. If you haven't got that right, just fill this bit and just have a look at this bit. Um, mm. But, you know, don't be worried about anything. That was kind of like, right, if you said don't worry about anything, then I'm I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so I signed up and I guess I had quite a bit of time at my sleeve, you know, back then. Um, I signed up for something that was starting four or five months later um so yeah it gave me time to mentally prepare um 
and yeah, and then because I journeyed up to Auckland um, over over a few months and just yeah, met a real cool bunch of people um, and yeah, they, all all mixtures of ages and um, roles and positions and companies and things like that. Um, so it was just such a and like it didn't matter who was in what role and did what. It just went. really well like every yeah so friendly and and our leaders joe and and mel um just so relatable like just made us really feel at ease um so the very very first one we went to was just actually really fun and um yeah i, I, I didn't have to dread going back the next time the information that we were learning was easy to absorb and yeah made it really good really enjoyed Oh, that's it that's cool to hear that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Is there any takeaways that you brought back into the business? Any standouts maybe? Um, oh, that's, oh, that's last Or year even now. your lifestyle or even your lifestyle, you know, um, <laughs> or your personal leadership walk. yeah, well, I guess um, we embarked on the, the lean journey last year, um, which was really awesome. Like it, it's often hard because you, you kind of think you don't have time for straightening and sorting and sustaining and things like that. And um, so, I mean, we started on that journey last year and organising. It's always been something, so many things you look at, you're like, I haven't got, oh, I haven't got time to do it. You're, that's not making us money, so it's not a priority. Um, so it just happened, you know, we just started doing it last year, and so it actually was happening. And then you kind of think, oh, I haven't, I haven't got back to that project for the last week or so. And then because it was part of my, presentation for ice house it, i had to keep taking photos and it helped keep me accountable for getting things done and progressing through it so it's probably that um yeah and and that sharing that sort of i guess daily um results i guess for the staff is 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 something um that what you know what's the information i did learn from ice house and, and could understand it better i was able to I guess break it down for my team here who don't and often understand the business running things as well. So I could turn it into a language that they understood. Um once the ice house people and, and the and the um attendees there helped translate stuff to to a language I understood, Mm. Yeah. I could then share it on with them. I think a key theme is being able to distill things from the people around you, the learning that you're getting and then passing it onto your team and have them be interested in having a backseat look into the business. I think that's really cool and hopefully encourages other owners and leaders to do the same. You know, owner, uh, sorry, staff actually want to know um, the, the how things are run um, and it's can really positively impact your business as well. So that's great. I would love to hear, is there, is there a personal or professional goal that you wouldn't mind sharing with us? um personal goal um I guess since we started this business it was to sort of give us leverage to have um more personal freedom like like I said, we, we were the, the family business out in the garage and so my you know my kids um are much older now and sort of a teenager and in, in, in their 20s Um, they got, you know, they got dragged to work to have fish and chips on the workbenches and stuff while we Yeah. were doing all that, you know, unpaid, unrewarded work just to make sure their little business keeps surviving Mm. right from the get-go. Um, and I guess it was always the plan to sort of, you know, you 
take a 40-hour-a-week wage back then, but we don't think you did any less than sort of 62, 63 hours a week. So true, um, yeah. yeah, so um, I guess after all this time, I was like, I, you know, maybe I've earned to get, you know, in a position where I can get some of that time back, even though my kids are a little bit older, mm. um, just to keep supporting myself and, and my health journey that I started a year ago, um, just be able to keep, keep filling my staff full of knowledge so that um, they can still function when I'm not here mm. um, is, is, is a big one for me. Um, I, I, yeah, I always sort of live with that fear that if I have a day or two off that I come back to a day or two's catch-up worth of to do, right, worth doing. Mm. And I quite would, I'd just like to know that I'm setting people up with all the knowledge and the tools and everything that they've got to be able to carry on um, without having to wait for my attention yeah absolutely oh that's great goals um good to hear and love that it's around that lifestyle and looking after yourself as well what excites you about the future of safety genius and yeah the business yeah look I am um I I probably don't acknowledge it enough but I'm really proud um and after all these years of COVID and um, recession and all and all these nasty things that uh, haven't been kind to little businesses, mm. we've we've you know we sailed on through. We, we we made sacrifices and we did things. And I guess we just held our breath for so long um, that to see us sort of still be here and you know <laughs> just you know looking mm. at each other going oh. We haven't, I mean, we haven't cracked a fortune or anything like that, but we haven't lost any staff members. We haven't had to reduce anyone's hours. Um, You know, we haven't, we've, we've sailed on through. We've just kind of banded together and, and, and made it work. And I, yeah, it's quite, uh, I'm reflecting on that. It's, um, I'm pretty proud of that because I know so many businesses, didn't get that opportunity or you know they, they had to succumb to all of that horrible stuff and um I would say we're lucky which I think that's probably a little bit to do with it but I'm also grateful um that we've all worked really really hard and and and, and stuck it out and rode the course and kind of come up on this other side where we're sort of ready now to I mean no one's going to be relaxing for a while but it's time for us to think about um what else can we do? What else mm-hmm. do our customers want? What else can we can we sustain um for for our existing customers and make sure that you know they're still getting the service they've always got, um, that we're not going through price increases every six months or, or whatever you know everybody yeah. else is doing to survive. Um we're just sort of doing maintaining what we are and who we are so that we can we can you know stick to to the um I guess the perception that we've created for ourselves to our to our customers. Yeah. Oh, it sounds such like such a healthy and well-run business, Tracy. So congratulations on that and and Darwin as well. You know, an amazing team you both are. And so cool to sort of personally hear a little bit more about what excites you in the future. Um, but also how you've run your business through these really turbulent times. Um, congrats on that, because it has not been easy for our small, medium-sized um, businesses. So yeah, I think that's amazing to hear. And yeah, really cool to just sort of get an insight into your career journey. Um, so thanks for sharing that on the podcast. I'm sure there's 
those listening that ha- can relate to different points in this conversation. But we'd like to finish with some uh, fun quick fire questions. Is that cool? Yeah, go for it. Nice. When are you most relaxed? Um, at home. Um, I love watching sports. I've always loved watching sports. Um, cool. Not all watching of sports is very relaxing, but before it starts, I'm mean, usually my favorite favorite place to be is in front of the telly, ready to, you know, get engaged into some some sports or whatever. Fun, good fun. Mm-hmm. When are you most productive? Uh the morning. Yeah, I Definitely. thought you may say that. <laughs> um, I get a second wind after lunch, maybe two thirty, but by four thirty, oh man. The lazy boy at home never looks so good, you know. Like, really just to to chill and scroll from a phone until it smacks me on the nose and you know. <laughs> so definitely, um, the the light the light part what part of the day is um, yeah. Good on you. Fair enough. When you get up at five a.m. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, favorite place in the world? Just been in my home, mm. and um. Oh, yeah, that's probably my favorite part. I love going home. I don't know if the lockdowns invented that feeling, but I just love being at home with my family. Cool. Um, and I just recently went to Napier, which is where I was born, and I can't help but grin ear to ear when I'm there. Like it's always sunny when I go to Hawke's Bay, and it's just mm. just so old and nostalgic and calm, and it's like a big retirement village. And I just, it's another place I just love being. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's cool to hear. Um, favorite hobby? Um, I'm going to have to say that's my powerlifting stuff yeah. at the moment. And um, my son, um, he just took a um teenage world record on the weekend. Just gone. Wow. Um, so still absolutely fizzing for him about that. Um, wow! Something congrats. Yeah, he's only just, uh, he sort of was watching me get into it and thought, oh, yeah, he could give it a go. And he did. And he succeeded really fast. <laughs> and wow. um, Yeah, so that's cool to have. Um, yeah, my mum there obviously absolutely melting. Just every, every single time he lifted something, she was up there for a hug and a kiss on a photo and <laughs> all that in front of all of the crowd and everything. It was really, really cute. So, um, yeah, so my hobbies turned into something for my son who's, you know, not ever really been a sports or a, a ball sports kid. Um, mm. He's found a place in the gym with me. Um, cool. And I don't, I don't have to force him and I don't have to pester him. And for, um, you know, teenage boys, that's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so special being able to do that together as well. Um, that's great to hear. Uh, we'd like to finish with this question. A book or a podcast you recommend? Um, I'm a bit new to the world of podcasts, to be honest. Um, mm. So um, the book, um, which I didn't think was amazing at the time, but has kept replaying in my head for years and years and years, um, was a book called E-Myth. Mm. And it just sort of, I guess, um, made scenarios. Because at the time, I didn't sort of think much of, you know, the there's the entrepreneur and there's the manager and there's the staff and sort of learned about or case studies or what do you want to call it about the businesses and it some of those things at the time I was like oh, man this book's so boring and I, I couldn't really get into it but I just kept reading because I was sort of flying around the country at times and things like that but man that what a stain on my brain because there's so many times that comes like I'm like oh that's what that meant uh, oh yeah okay I can see how I fit in now and my piece in that role or yeah uh, wow 
yeah and I kind of you know justify situations like oh that's good you know because that was that piece of that story and so it was it was like the most uninteresting book but really interesting that it's stuck in my head all these years later and I keep being able to relate mm. I think we should read it again just to see where my thinking is now in comparison to where I read that back a few years ago um mm. where, I, where I thought it was boring it'd be interesting to see where how, how I receive it now um yeah. but yeah it's really interesting. Totally. <laughs> I love that. That stains your brain in terms of like it, you, it keeps looping back to you going, oh, this was actually really interesting and something I can implement. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Thank you for that recommendation. And thank you for sharing your st- story, Tracy. I do really appreciate uh, your time on the podcast today. But you're welcome. Thank you for doing that. It's, also, it's not normally within my comfort zone, but thank you for making it easy and pleasant. No, oh, it was good fun.